Hey, everybody, what's up? It's your boy, MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is a third-generation Vigneron. That's with two N's and an E. Anne Charlotte, say your last name. Anne Charlotte Melia Bachas. That's her. Uh, <laughs> she is from La Font de Loup, which is the Fountain of the Wolf, which is a famous... A famous... Lee. Liodi. Liodi. Um, You've seen that if you know Chateau Enough to Pop. I just, the Jersey thing, I can't get it out. And this is located right in the heart of Chateau Enough to Pop. Uh, her family acquired the Chateau nearly 100 years ago. And since she was a small child, Anne Charlotte would help her father in the cellar at Chateau Fontaloup. Today, Anne Charlotte and her husband, Laurent, oversee the cultivation and winemaking at this estate of about 48 acres. Welcome, Anne Charlotte. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for being on live with us. Yeah, and so we're super excited to be here. Um, and Charlotte, um, tell everybody about the wines you hand-delivered from uh, France. Oh, yes. So the wine that you have in your glass right now is our white Chateauneuf du Pape. It is a, what I call the unicorn. Mm. Because, you know, there's not a lot of white Chateauneuf du Pape. No. Nope. Because less than 5% of the total production is white in Chateauneuf du Pape. So okay. I produce only 250 cases of white. And um, but it's a beautiful wine. So it's a blend of Grenache Blanc, Clairette, Roussan, and Bourboulinque. Half of the Grenache Blanc and half of the Roussan are vinified in barrels. Okay. So and demi muis and the rest is vinified in concrete vats. And so um, before we get like so uh, Clairette, like a lot of people like I love Clairette. Mm-hmm. What? Do you, why, why did? Why did you throw that in the? And and then also you have uh, Bourbonnac. Yeah, which. So clarette will bring a lot of uh, flowers and freshness, and Bourbonnac. I always uh, call that the glue of the family. You know, if Bourbonnac is missing, so the wine is not the same. It's like when somebody is missing in the family or in a group of friends. Yeah. So the ambience and it's not the same. So Bourbonnac by itself, I won't say that it's uh, really amazing, but without Bourbonnac, it's completely boring. Bourbonnac you know? is the life of the party. <laughs> Bourbonnac is the life of the party. Exactly. I've never heard. I mean, I think we we were talking about that it came up at dinner uh, a couple weeks ago but i like a lot of them that when are just like a grenache blanc or a claret mm-hmm. um, a lot of producers when they do do a chateau yes pop um and a lot of roussan as well in yeah. chateau neuf du pape but yeah. bourboulinque is really here to lift a dish it's like if you do the best dish ever and if you don't season the dish enough, <sighs> it's not good enough. You know what I mean? I do. It's all coming back to me. We, so, we were at Vicky Carroll's house. Yes, we had this and conversation. We, yeah, it was like about 16, 17 bottles of wine amongst 10 people. And I, and I was like, yeah, um, Bourbon is like the MSG of of wine like MSG is like what they put in uh, Chinese food here like it's oh. it's a salt it's a it's a salt added it's a it's a version of salt and it just makes everything explode makes yeah. it pop something like that yeah okay <laughs> all right so um let's start at the beginning um where are you from so i'm from chateauneuf du pape uh i was uh, raised there um my parents moved from besançon to Chateauneuf when I was like maybe four or five months old. That I don't remember. Okay. But I remember... You'd have to have a good memory. Yeah, but I remember uh, spending all my life in uh, in La Fondue Loup. 
Okay. So I'm wow. from there. Oh, you're yeah. so you're from there, from there. Yeah. But what about your family? Where's your um because uh, that name it doesn't sound French especially to me. So Melia, Melia yeah. is my father's name and uh -huh. it came from uh, Spain. Okay. Fact. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Canary Island, to be uh, oh wow, really precise. Wow. Okay. So, um, have you been to the Canary? Uh, never. Oh, they make wine there now. Yeah, I know. I no, never. I've been to China, everywhere, <laughs> but <laughs> not there. But oh, you haven't okay, been to you know. your father's homeland. Yes. Yeah. So I'm. I'm not sure he even been there himself. Himself. So. <laughs> That I don't know for sure. Okay, but, uh, okay. Um, so I can only imagine, um, like, because, you know, we're, where I grew up, and it's changed a lot over the years. But what was, like, shouting off the pop like when you were a little girl? Because, it, I mean, on one level, it wasn't, uh, I mean, it's, it's still kind of like an if you know, you know wine region, but it's not like, it must have been really, really quiet and... Yes, so I was, so La Fondulou is located on the top of a hill, really in between two villages, Courtaison and Chateauneuf-du-Pape. Okay. So I went to school in Courtaison, and so what changed? We have a new supermarket, <laughs> and the baker is not the same. Oh, so but the baker retired or passed the, away. Yes, yeah. and so the charcuterie has new owners. But honestly, the school is at the same place, and um, it changed, yes and no. Uh, there's still, you know, it's a village where there's a lot of uh, vignon family, so winemaker's family mm -hmm. that still are here. So we see the same people, and even if some new people came, uh, to the village, it's the same heart. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it didn't change a lot. Okay. So now I'm, I have these images in my head of, I mean, just this quaint, uh, like, like, like. There's a baker for bread. Like, like you know, all we we go to the supermarket to get bread. Like, and like there was actually like a butcher who did the charcuterie. Yes, we have a butcher in Courtesan. I think there's two butchers. Um, and I don't know how many bakers, but there's some. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 for people who might be listening, because I, I have all types of people listen, but where in France is Chateauneuf-du-Pape? Chateauneuf-du-Pape is located on the southeast of France, so it's not far away from Avignon. So it's really in between Orange and Avignon. For the people who don't know Avignon, Avignon is located. One hour and 45 minutes down, so south of Lyon, and one hour and 45 minutes north from Nice or Cannes, okay. if you yeah, know where it is. So yeah. it's really uh, in the Rhone region, so the Rhone River, and we are at the bottom of the Rhone River. And, and, um, I'm, I'm getting schooled, I just drink the wines, everybody. Sorry, so more about the Rhone River. So, um, is it is it is it a Rhone Valley and the river runs through it or like kind of what's yes. the, the so it's it's a river that created the valley in fact okay. the Rhone River divided 
the Rhone region in two parts. You have left bank and uh, right bank. What are we in Bordeaux? I, where, where, where are we Yeah, at? something like that. So, But I don't know my left and my right, so <laughs> I'm going to skip the subject oh, and you, uh, continue okay. to the Rhone River, <laughs> okay. which goes from, uh, let's say, Lyon yeah. to almost the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, there's a wind, very famous wind. This is the particularity of our region. It's called the Mistral, and it's blowing from the north to the south. So very strong Mistral. And that makes the Rhone region very unique. Very wonderful. So um, have you ever asked this question, like what made your grandfather decide to go into the wine business? Okay. So, um, my great-grandfather, actually, okay. uh, came from Morocco. So, he was um, like a farmer in Morocco, and he was quite wealthy. And he wanted to have a house in France, not far away. So, and Marseille is the main port. Mm-hmm. So, from Morocco to Marseille, it was easy-ish, a uh, hundred years ago, yeah. to take a boat and to come to to France like that. So this is why he decided uh, to, to buy a property. Well, did he really want to be a winemaker? That I'm not really sure. I think he really picked the place for the place because mm-hmm. it was beautiful and because he was a farmer. So... Why not wine? But at first, he didn't bottle the wine. At first, they just like uh, give the grapes to the co-op. Yeah. And then my father and my mother arrived in La Fondulou in 77 with me as a baby. Uh, and this is really when the adventure of La Fondulou starts the way it is right now. Okay, so. okay. So... Um I, I think that's wonderful that that he just kind of bought it for the place, right? Because someone said wine, wine really grows in beautiful places. It tends to like beautiful places to, yeah, to grow. That's true. You know, that is true. <laughs> but I'm sure he wasn't really a winemaker at first because he picked this unique location, and I believe that nobody hundred years ago wanted to be there. It was the coldest place of Chateauneuf du Pape. So now with the global warming, it's uh, the place to be, I would say. But hundred years ago, it was not the case. Gotcha. So I really believe that it was for the place. The chateau was already there. The chateau is beautiful. And uh, no neighbors. That was one of... Uh, his, uh, his request yep. he didn't want to have any neighbors so got it yep. so you once said that you were born in a foudre <laughs> I cannot say that but I always say that I was born in a foudre like under a foudre actually I remember my one of my oldest memory as a child I was maybe four or five years old and helping my father in mm-hmm. the cellar and at this time you know the bottling machine I remember my father had to take the bottle like that mm-hmm. to put it in a machine that was turning and fi- uh, like um, filling the wine into the bottle. And so every time he removed the bottle from that, there was this little drop. (laughs) 
So I think the first drop of wine I tasted was when I was four years ago. And I remember I enjoyed that so much, <laughs> so much. And I also, I will always remember the smell of the winery during the harvest time. And this is a smell that makes my heart really full um, because I, I love this smell. Yeah, if you've never, there is a distinct smell at a wine. Oh, yes. It's just oh, yes. yeast and fruit. It's just and fruit. fruit. Oh, I yeah. have it right now. Yeah. In <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's, 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 I mean, I mean, it like. And it's warm, you know. And it's warm, yeah, because all the heat from warm. the yeast. Yeah, yeah it's from very the yeast warm. And it's very warm. So you enter the, the, the cellar and you have these fresh fruit fermenting and it's warm and it smells so great. Yeah, yeah. So. Growing up, um, so you said your parents arrived in 77. Um, did your father know anything about making wine? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, so this, I was way too young to sure. remember that. But okay. I always say that the first time he took his tractor to go in the vineyard, so at some point the tractor stopped and he said, oh my goodness, what happened? He just forget to put some petrol, petrol on it. <laughs> so he realized that, yes, in a tractor, you need to put petrol. And the first harvest, it was... <laughs> you can totally fix your... This is, I love live, fix your chair. <laughs> so, um, no worries. Uh, so... <laughs> So the first harvest he did in La Fondulou, I think he put too many grapes in the tanks. Okay. So, you know, with the fermentation, the oh, the wine, cap, yeah, the, the yep. cap yep. What, went outside, so it was a nightmare. So he used to, like, really sleep in the cellar during harvest time. Yeah. This is something that we don't do anymore. We learn. Okay, that's good. So he, so did he ever tell you how do you learn winemaking? Just on the job, were people willing to So I think he went him, to, or? yeah, he went to school for a little time. Okay. And then my father is a very smart guy, so he picked quite easily. And this is a job that we can learn by yeah. watching people mm -hmm. and by experimenting ourselves. So it's not like being a lawyer or, you know, a doctor where you really have to study well, so you, you do know that they call in America; those are called you practice law, oh, yeah. and you practice medicine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, at least you know they let you practice on a few dead people, but but that first time a doctor <laughs> surgeon goes in, I'm really impressed. Like, or like that first case, like I wouldn't want to be the guy because I went to law school. I wouldn't be the guy like that's someone's life. Oh, sorry, we lost. Yeah. You're going to jail for the rest of your life. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I I tried. I'm practicing. Um, <laughs> So, um, so he was self-taught and, uh, can you remember, uh, any changes that he made from when he took over? So, I mean, again, I was too young, but okay. yes, the major change was going to be just a vine grower and bringing all the fruits to the cooperative. Okay. To being a wine maker. Okay, so so he he was a switch so, from yeah. Yes, yes. And yes, some yes. people may not know a lot of people, but uh, explain to them what a co-op is. Oh, a co-op is a place owned by several different winemakers where they all bring their own grapes and they share the same facilities and they make like 
a wine. So it's usually a big batch of wine, and they don't bottle themselves their wine. Right, it gets bought by the Louis Latours of the world. Yes, yes, something Um, like that. Yeah, the Mm -hmm. Favelys, those bigger producers, and I'm sure there's some obviously down and down in Chateau Neuf. So when did when did you start? Helping besides taking little drops of. Uh... Oh, uh, I didn't have the choice. I think it was when I was 10 or 11 years old when my father told me, okay, you're big enough to help me in the vineyard. So every summer, every morning from 7 to 11 a.m., I had to work in the vineyard. And I There's laws against that. Okay, and I wasn't paid. <laughs> there were laws I wasn't against paid. that. And I remember one of my father's employees, one time it was... Those are 16-hour days. You're 10 years old. No, no, it's from... Oh, so from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. So it's... Oh, okay, just a more. That's right, because then it gets uh, too hot. Got it, got it. So, uh, Still. and one of my father's employees... One day it was so difficult. Was my fa- what my father asked me to do? So my father's employee Abdel was crying and said, "No, you shouldn't do that to your daughter." And he said, "I'm gonna do her work. I'm gonna do her work." <laughs> and anyway, it's how I how I learn. Okay, and so your family um, has this uh, wine business, and you're working in it really working since you're 10 years old. Um, Did you go to university? Oh, yes, but I didn't study uh, any wine making or viticulture. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. I I went to uh, business school. Okay. And you majored in business? Yeah. Okay. This is what I I did. Okay. No, that's cool because, you know, it's, you know, here, because you come here a lot and you have a lot of friends in California. Like, we, it became, like, Wine, you said it before, winemaking was stuff people learned. It was like from their parents or their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And then in America, we got the bread of this, start a college program. And now I know there's universities, oh, there's, there's programs all, yeah. In, in France, France as well. Yeah. So I and in Italy now, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but, but like. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to do this job, really. I wasn't supposed to, to do that. And so it happened to me 20 years ago. And I work with my husband. Yeah. Who also learn from scratch, I would say. Um, never go to school for that, and we both learn. And we, when it's a patient, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, and again, we don't have to save life. So even right. if it's sometimes, <laughs> it was sometimes very difficult. So now we manage very well. I want to <laughs> say that to everybody. That's okay. But at the beginning, it wasn't very easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so we learn how to um, work with people who know better than we did at the time. And so try to learn from them and to create the, the the good thing is you know when you study something people t- tell you you have to do that that and that in the winemaking business when you know nothing you have to think about what you want to drink mm. and what pleases you mm-hmm. and what you want to give to people so that was our um, i would say on the scale in between A to Z, that was the point A. Okay. So we start with the wine that we wanted to drink. How can we reach that? And then this is how we really started to, okay. to make wine. 
So let's back up a little bit. Where did you? Where was was the university still in Châteauneuf, or did you go into no, like no, the city? No, no, no. Châteauneuf. It's a small village. Okay. Uh, no, I went to Avignon, which is not a very big city. Okay. But it's the it's yeah, the biggest, biggest close city. Yeah, the closest city. This is where I I've been. Okay. Not very far away from home. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm in New Jersey, and you know, I would say. I don't, easy, easily 50% of people with college degrees went to Rutgers, which is right down the street. So that's where people don't go far from home, to be honest with you. Um, so you graduated, and then did you stay in Avignon? Did you go off to Paris to work in business? What happened no, after no, you graduated? No, 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 no. Well, uh, right after graduating, I get married. Okay. Um, so I was very young, mm -hmm. and I start working with my father, but in Luxembourg. Okay. So I start selling wine in Luxembourg. And I did that for, let's say, two years. Then I got pregnant with my first uh, baby. And then I went back to work. And then I got pregnant with my second one. And this is when I was like maybe 24 years old. And this is when my father told me, okay, you know what? It's going to be your turn now. Here are the keys and do your job. <laughs> so this is how so you're 24 yeah. you're married yeah two children yeah all, oh yes <laughs> but now i'm 45 i'm still married i got three kids and they are grown up okay wonderful <laughs> and like literally did he literally just like one day he's like that's it kiddo yeah something like that so something like that it was like that it was on a sunday morning and i remember him telling me oh it's your turn now and his like was his his shit packed. His car was packed. He just said like he packed the middle of the day. He's like your turn and took off. I actually took the plane. <laughs> Told me drive me to the airport. <laughs> oh, I have something to tell you. I won't be back tomorrow. I say what? I say no. It's your turn now. So on Monday, you and Laurent, of course, uh, are going to be in charge of the winery. And Laurent, you met him at university, I think. Uh, no. 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 How'd you meet Laurent? See that little. See you gotta tell. Don't play poker because okay. you you gotta tell. I, so there's a story no, behind no. it. There's, of course, there's a story. I know it's a boy and a girl, always. but it's a boy. There's always a story when it comes so, to love. Um, when it comes so love, it's always a story. My my husband was supposed to be a Catholic priest. Nice. Yes. And six months before, he met the <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Trinity. <laughs> And then he decided to not be a Catholic priest anymore. So this is a great story. So is, is he walking like, what is that called? No, a, no, a, man, no, no, no. You didn't have the no, kit no, no. yet? Okay. No, I didn't know. It was six but I know, like, months before. But, like, but still, like the, you know, the McDonald's, you, you, you know, practice, no. put, you know, the habit or whatever. No, habits. No, no, of, no, no, okay. No. But he's, no, he was a student. It was a, stu he a student. He was a student. And he's a little bit older than I am. Okay. No, the story is... I remember I saw him the first time I was 16 years old. Okay. I saw this guy walking and I had like something pop up in my head. Say, oh, this is going to be my husband. But I was 16 years old and I didn't talk to him at the time. Just like watching him walking, yeah. I had this feeling. Oh, I don't know how to explain that. I, no, people get it. So We call it love at first sight. 
but you had no, but it's deeper. It, it was it's deeper. Not no, love. You, no, because you said it's he's gonna be my husband. Yeah, but wow. I just didn't love the guy right. at the first sight. Right. I didn't meet him. I just had this certitude that this mm. guy is gonna be my husband. And we really met two years after, mm-hmm. and then I say, okay, maybe it can it can be, <laughs> and um, and then and then been married for. He said, 20. peace out, God. Yeah, something like that. I'm marrying Anne Charlotte. <laughs> something like that. Oh, my God. So um, when, you, when, when you were handed the keys and had to take over the estate, what was your first thought? Merde. <laughs> <laughs> and then, putain. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, excuse my French. No, I was, uh, my first thought was, wow, I really have to do the best for my uh, ancestor to be proud mm. and to uh, uh, keep the domain in the family and to do my best. But honestly, the first word was, wow. It was, it was shit. Am I going to be able to do that? Are we going to be able to do that? And yeah. So not easy. Okay. But step by step, you know, you learn. And and what year was that? Uh, 2002. So 20 years ago. Wow. Okay. 20 years ago. Yep. Um, Amazing. And... What uh, was it like off season when he handed over to you? It was le- at least it was like, don't tell me it was like, right. You know, I don't remember when okay. it was exactly. Okay. No, I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay. Because that'd be really cool. Like, that'd be really messed up. He's like, okay, it's harvest time. You got it. No, it was before harvest. Okay, yeah. Because yeah, I remember yeah. that my first harvest was 22. Okay. And it was a very difficult vintage. We had a lot of rain. We lost 70%. So I learned the hard way that when you are a winemaker, you have to be very humble. You not decide a lot of things. You let nature... So nature decides for you a lot, and you have to deal with that. So um, you do the best you can with what the nature gives to you. Every every vintage. Yeah. 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 So and you are you are you are not a winemaker. You are vigneron. 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 That's what I said. Pas mal. I I got a not bad. I know that much. (laughs) Um, And um, what's the difference for people who may not know between a vigneron and a winemaker? Just a winemaker. Oh, okay. So. Or just in tell France, people what a vigneron is, yeah, in So France. vigneron is handling the process from A to Z. Okay. Like we are in the vineyard, we take care of the vines, and then we make the wine, and we sell the wine. I got it. So this is what a vigneron really is. Yeah, vigneron makes everything. And so um, you, are you still the one who makes the wine yourself? So we, I work with Laurent, my husband. Yep. So and we have Stefan working with us as well. Me during harvest time, mm-hmm. I'm responsible for the vineyard. So I will uh, like harvest with all the team, um, and then I am also responsible for the blending. Okay. So with Laurent and Stefan. Okay. Okay. But I'm not responsible for the seller during the harvest because I cannot do everything at the same time. So me, my skill is to be in the vineyard, to sort the grapes, to pick the right grapes, 
to make sure that we have the best fruit as possible because when you make wine, if you want to make a good wine, this is the first secret to have good fruits. <laughs> so that's my job. <laughs> and I just realized, because um, I can't name them, I have the damn t-shirt, but how many different grapes uh, are permitted in Chateauneuf-du-Pape? In Chateauneuf-du-Pape, we have 13 different grapes varieties. That's just the reds, right? No, red and white. Red and There's white. six for the white and seven for the reds. Okay. And are all these grapes and these wines planted from your estate? Oh, yes, yes. Everything is estate grown. You see the engraved bottle like that? Mm -hmm. It's that we are, oh, that's what that ah. we are producer of our own grapes. So by the law, I am not allowed to buy some grape from somebody else to put it in my uh, bottle. So everything that is in the bottle comes from our estate. And do you have all 13 grapes planted on your no, estate? No, we have eight of them. Okay. We have four for the reds and four for the whites. Okay, so I know the four for the whites. What are the four in the reds? That so in this particular cuvee, there's only two, Grenache and Syrah, but yep. in our traditional blend, there's Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre, and Sinso. We're going to do... Uh you know, I'm, I, you know I love Sinso. We're going to do a collaboration, me and you. You're going to help me make a Sinso 100%. Yeah, okay. I'm Let's do that. Bourboulanc and Sinso together. Ah, really? I know. I was like, it's, you got some crazy coat roti thinking going on there. but Something like that. <laughs> um, and was that a decision? Was that how the property came or was that a decision you and Laurent made no, when you took it over? it was uh, planted like that. Okay. The only decision we took over the year is when some vines die, we need to replace them and we replace them with more Mourvedre uh, because we like Mourvedre and it's also a variety that is uh, uh, very resilient with the global warming so that handled very well the the higher temperature so this is also why we decided to plant a little bit more Mourvedre and because I really love Mourvedre <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's wonderful so what were the farming practices so you told me about that but what were the farming practices when you took over the estate like how are you farming now and what what were the practices and how are you farming now always been um, it has always been orient organically oriented okay. with some period, certainly at the beginning was more conventional, but it has always been very, very uh, uh, organically oriented. So right now, um, we are in the process to be really certified organic. I mm -hmm. never took the time to do that before, mm -hmm. and I mm -hmm. thought that maybe that wasn't useful, but we have to do that to have this recognition. Mm -hmm. We also have certified HVE level three, which is a certification which encourages the biodiversity. So we have bees, we have our, we make our own honey. We, there's, I mean, you go to the winery, you make a hole and you will find some, find some earthworms everywhere, insects everywhere. Uh, so we created a very alive environment. So we have, um, ships coming mm -hmm. after the harvest to eat all the grass and we are going to work with a horse for the first time uh, in 2023 which is in like less than two months 
Yeah. Oh, and so you're gonna like the horse and plow types instead of a tractor. So yes, yes. In in a certain plot in the Puy Roland, the Puy Roland is a plot planted with a hundred year old, hundred and twenty years old vines. Can you imagine those vines? It's older than me. Those are, that's old. Yes. <laughs> um, and so they are very fragile. They become more and more fragile. So we have to take care of them. And we saw that the horses instead of tractor will be less dangerous for the vines. Mm -hmm. So this is what we are going to do uh, from uh, 2023. And you also mentioned um, about, let me just ask a question. So um, natural, do you irrigate at all or? So it's not really allowed in Chateauneuf-du-Pape, except when it's extremely, extremely dry and warm. A certain amount of time we can. So what we do, and we can do that on the small, uh, on the baby vines. So this is what we do on the baby vines. We give them water, otherwise they would die. Mm -hmm. And so we try to be good parents. So this is something that, um, to me, it's important to see the winemaking process and the vine grower process as a parent. Uh, We we really take care of the vines as we take care of our kids. It's important. We are expecting a new child every year. Mm. We never know what we are going to get. An easy one. (laughs) <laughs> a pen in the beep, beep, beep. Yeah. So you never know what is going to happen. But you take that as a gift that nature gives you. And as parents, you have to help your child to um, really become what they want to become, to go to, uh, through their own path, to develop their own personality. And I think it's exactly, exactly the same with the wine and with the vines. So I never do to my vines what I don't want to do with my kids. This is the first principle. And then in terms of uh, winemaking, the idea is really to think about what was the vintage, how, what was, honestly, is it a warm vintage, is it a cooler vintage, and what the, the, the wines want to tell us, which story the wines want to tell us. And to uh, to follow, it's it's not you know decided for the wine. It's mm-hmm. like guiding and following, and this is exactly what you have to do as a parent. You not decide what they are going to be, but you try to push them as far as they can to be the best. And this is what we do. So this parenting view of the winemaking and the wine vine growing process is something that. Uh, I like uh, a lot, and this is something that I share with my husband. So, we—it's our way of doing. <laughs> There's a lot of jokes here that you won't get, so I'm, I'm not going to go there. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> no, I was going to say, like, now it all makes sense why there's not a lot of black winemakers because my mom used to beat me, so she would, she, she'd be out there. <laughs> she'd be like, either you make wine or I'm going to give you something to whine about, like give you something to cry about. Like, <laughs> very strict. So okay. My father was very, very strict, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so you became the, I got it, I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have been your mother, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> so your wines, I would say, your wines are like they're like so they're highly regarded if you know them. It's a weird thing, right? Like like, and by that, so we met at Hospice Daron. Mm-hmm. Um, your table at Hospice Daron was always like three or four deep. That is like, true. It, 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 I know. Like, but like when you, you know, but that was the first time I had them and I love Shadow North Pop because there's, there's, there's a lot of other stuff in the market. What, what do you think, um, why is it, why is there a little bit of a lag? What, what do you think, what do you think that gap is and, and like these wines, more people knowing about how great these wines are? It's a tough question to answer. I don't really know, in fact. What I know is my wines, we make them for 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 us first yeah. because we yeah. love drinking them. Yeah. But we make them for the people to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, nothing makes me more happy than somebody who sent me a text saying, oh, Anne Charlotte, I opened a bottle of your wine last night with friends and we had a blast and the wine was fantastic. Honestly, this makes my uh, heart full. And I know that in Hospice du Rhone, um, I have a lot of friends, and I also have a lot of winemakers' friends, and mm-hmm. uh, there's a, But I don't want to say that and think that... Uh, I don't want people to think that I'm uh, not humble. You know what I mean? But some no, of No, these my, are just facts. That's what I'm saying. So these are facts. Some of my winemakers' friends told me, you know what, we... Um, tasted your wine, we uh, listened to you talking about the terroir, how fresh is La Fondulo. It's a very unique terroir in Chateau Neuf du Pape. We can talk about that after if you like, but very, very unique, which allows us to make extremely uh, delicate and elegant style of wine and not big blockbuster. That is a little bit what Chateau Neuf du Pape was or is, you know, sunny, a lot of stones, so big uh, wines that I cannot produce. So, uh, but the people, they like to drink this kind of wine. And a lot of uh, people say, oh, La Fondulou, I had a bottle, it was amazing. You know, one of the owner of a restaurant in Paso Robles told me, I sell so much of your wine. Because the people drink your Chateau Neuf du Pape to refresh them. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, I mean, everybody knows I love Paso Robles. I love my friends, but but the wines are are big. big. They're big. They're massive, and that's again that goes to terroir. And it's so funny because just the other day, I don't know if you saw. Did he tagged you? Mark Adams was in Santa Barbara, and he and Mark Adams Ledge. Shout out to Ledge. um, Makes fantastic wines, and his are actually a little bit more pulled back from. From 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 Justin and Donnie's even, right. um, but like I you like he was out at a restaurant and what do you got? You got a bottle of Chateau Fondulou, <laughs> twenty eighteen. Yeah, so uh, that's that's great to to see that and you know this this year in Paso Robles, one of the winemaker came and told me, okay, I had a batch of wine coming from a very very cold place mm-hmm. of my vineyard mm-hmm. and I didn't know what I'm going to do because it, it was like more restrained than the rest and it was maybe more n- le- not as 
you know, show off, yeah. I can say yeah. mm-hmm. that. And so he told me, and then I think about uh, you and the wine that you produce. And I decided to bottle this wine. And it's 100% Grenache from Turtle Rock, if yeah. I can mention the name. Yeah, we could, yeah of course. And so Love that. Me, I really did that after... Uh, you and especially the cuvee that we were mentioning called Le Puy Roland. Yeah. And so I was like, no, don't say that. I'm going to cry. And he said, no, it's true. So I was like, oh, wow, my goodness. <laughs> yes, that's I, I, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like if you know, like, okay, so Don Burns just got his first 100 points. Justin Smith, who's got multiple 100 point wines, every year he like buys your lot. So you're, you're, they, we have Hospice Drone does an incredible charity event. Mm-hmm. And every year he buys her lot. And I, I'm just gonna brag I'm on you a little so, bit. I'm, so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, he paid like ten thousand five hundred dollars for some bottles of yours. Yeah. <laughs> and there was actually a bidding war. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> that was a funny bidding. That was very funny, and that was very generous of him, of course, uh, for Hospice Drone. And to me, that was, it's such a recognition. It's fantastic. And when people say, we enjoy your wine, we drink your wine, we enjoy your wine, I'm super happy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, and, 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 uh, you know, like when you talk about your friends or winemakers, shout out to Jeff Cohn, who, who caught us in the car on the way to lunch. (laughs) Love Jeff. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, Michael. Michael. Yeah, Michael. Oh, uh, he... But not not only the winemakers, huh? a lot of people. But uh, yes, we are more famous, or I would say more, yes, famous on the public yeah. side than on the journalist or whatever yeah. side yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, uh. Uh, but c'est comme ça. Yeah, I mean... I had a guest on. Do you know uh, Alice Firing, uh, the wine writer? Um, yep. She was on, and uh, I mean, she she if she I know what she would say. Like she wrote a book, How I Saved the World from the Parkerization of Wine. And there was, mm-hmm. and I I'm a fan of Robert Parker. I'm not gonna lie. I think he did a lot for wine, but he had a very specific taste. And then I and then, and then you hear it all the time. Um, a lot of people, particularly like. I mean, the Rhone stuff, like Shiraz, like Shiraz down in Australia. Like everybody just started making bombastic like mm-hmm. Dolly Parton wines right? it, was, it got crazy for mm-hmm. a while um, but I think it's something special that that even amongst people who make the winemakers who are getting great scores they're like they like they turn to you for inspiration and enjoy your wines I think that says a lot you know oh, it says it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like winning uh, an award like it's sometimes it's better like in the U.S., it's kind of better to win the Screen Actors Guild Award than the Oscar. The Oscar might make you more money, but like people, the recognition of your peers sometimes is, is an incredible. Yes, and you know um, what is great in Chateauneuf? Chateauneuf is quite a big appellation. There's over 200 different winemakers, and there's two, over 200 different ways to make styles wine, of wine yeah. and styles. And I think what is the most important is to feel confident with the style and to express the beauty of our terroir. Uh, and I mean, everybody has a fantastic terroir in Chateauneuf-du-Pape and the way they express their terroir is different because the terroir is different. Yeah. Our terroir is cooler. 
We have sand. We are on altitude. The vines are north facing. So yeah, talk. So, I want. I want to. T- t- uh, so you know, we, we, it's it's different. Yeah. So the wines are different, and the the style of the wine is different. And I mean, I'm I'm glad that people like it. Yeah. For sure, it wasn't the most famous style of Chateau Neuf du Pape, but that's fantastic if Chateau Neuf du Pape has been put on a map yeah. uh, by journalists and by fantastic winemakers who were able to put Chateau Neuf on a map. I wasn't able, and I would never been able to put Chateau Neuf on a map on only by myself, yeah. you know. Yeah. But it's fantastic if some people could do that. So now the style changed a little bit. People are looking for more drinkable. And yeah, I think that's starting wines. to happen. Um, just in general, this whole younger generation, these weird kids who don't drink and or they drink seltzers and they, you know, oh, yeah. these these they want super low alcohol wines. But I, I think there's there there's always going to be a balance, right? So if it brings some of these bigger wines down, you know, because sometimes now I'll have a wine and I'm like, shit, it's like fifteen eight. And I'm like, yeah, I can only have like a glass. Like it's like it's, I can only have a glass, but then we'll drink it all night. But I should only have a glass because. <laughs> so um, I do want to uh, to talk about the terroir. You mentioned it. Um, sand. Why is sand so important or unique uh, in Chateau Neuf? The sand versus the stones. So, you know, in Chateauneuf, we are quite famous for what we call galets roulés. So those big stones that have been... They are stones. They are not rocks, I've been told. Okay, no, we call that uh, galets roulés. So they are big rocks or stones or whatever, uh, rounded by the Rhone River. So those big, big rocks or stone can get very warm during the day. And will stay warm at night as well. So the roots of the vines growing on this type of se- of soil stay warm night and day. Okay. And plus, if you put your hand just right above a stone, you can feel the radiation. So the stones they also warm the grapes mm-hmm. okay. during the day mm-hmm. on a sandy soil. And you all made this experience on the beach if you walk barefoot. If it's super sunny, it's hot, you really have to run to the water <laughs> like that. Yeah. But as soon as the sun goes down, after 10 minutes, it's cold. So the roots of the vines growing on the sandy soil have a big delta of temperature in between night and day. And this is the main difference in between a rocky soil and a sandy soil. It's the temperature of the soil, so the temperature of the roots as well. Of course, the water doesn't um, have the same uh, like root when it's on a sandy soil and mm-hmm. a rocky soil, but the most, most important thing for me is the, the, the temperature of the soil. So um, my brain is weird. You know that. We've hung out enough already, um, and I'm quite silly, but... It's like a double diurnal thing because you have the winds going through that cool yep. it down, but then it's also cooling down at night. So yep. with the sand, you're getting... So we, La Fond du Loup used to be called the refrigerator of Chateauneuf-du-Pape. It still <laughs> is the coldest place of Chateauneuf. It's, it's cold. And I remember, you know what? There's a... I don't know if I told you that already, but I, it's it's memory that I have. When I was a child, my mother always told my sister and myself, my youngest sister wasn't born okay. at the time, but my sister Emmanuel and myself, that she's going to drive us to the swimming pool in 
Châteauneuf-du-Pape, there was this public swimming pool in Châteauneuf, only if the Mistral wasn't blowing. <laughs> And I remember every time in La Fondue-Loup, when you look at a tree, it starts moving. <laughs> And I remember when I was a child, I saw that my superpower was to make the wind blow. <laughs> so... Because every time I was looking at a tree, it starts blowing and my mother would say, no, it's too windy. We don't look to the swimming pool. So I was walking like that. Also looking down so you don't... Looking down so make sure that I don't look at a tree and I don't uh, provoke the wind. <laughs> so we have a lot of wind. That's awesome. Um, and <clears throat> I point a reference... So one of the great wines of the world, in addition to but, but considered like one of the great wines of the world, is Chateau Reyes, which is in Chateau Neuf de Pape. Oh yes, it's a fantastic winemaker. The wines are exceptional. Sandy soils. Sandy soils, yes. Yeah. How? What percentage? You? I mean, this is like a total wine geek. You know, do you know what percentage of the the soil is no. rock? And, you know, okay. No. Google it, guys. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, listen. Use Google. <laughs> I don't even know the thirteen different grape varieties of Chateau Neuf du Pape. I always forget at least two. So you can use. Google. Yeah, you can use Google. It's fine. Yeah. It's 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 uh you know no we're not. Um... And I'm sure that somebody may know the answer. Oh yeah. Will uh, send us. Someone will send me a DM. Yeah. Yes, send you and a DM the, and, and the... say okay, this is the answer. Yeah. Like, do you have a podcast? You don't know the 13 grapes? I shot enough to pop? No. What are you doing? No, I don't. Man. <laughs> um, so uh, I poured some of this red. Tell, this is. Um, so that was in my suitcase for I don't know how many I know. days. <clears throat> yeah. And it's. Uh, It's a wine that we decided to do in 21. Wait, I see. I see Nature. Grandeur Nature. It's without sulfites, without added. Without added sulfites. Uh, it's something that we wanted to 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 experiment. You mm -hmm. know, as a winemaker, it's also great to try new stuff. Mm -hmm. It's great to challenge ourselves, and this is something that we wanted to to try. So we did the Grandeur Nature. It's a blend of Grenache and Syrah. It's good. It's, it should be good. Uh, well, your wines very are great. clean. Yeah. It's very clean. Easy to drink. <clears throat> I'm, I'm probably going to put some preservation on this and save this one tonight. But yep. I'm going to go home. I'm having leftover spicy pork like I'm in. Oh, yes. And this will and go. So you, oh. can go, you can do that. But don't keep it for two days. No, no, no. Uh, no, no. I'm, Kill the bottle. I'm going to celebrate. Uh, yes, celebrate. Celebrate that we got to do this. And yes. That bottle between Pam and I. Is <laughs> It's gonna... called uh, Grandeur Nature. Yeah. And, uh... um, so let's... Um, shift gears a bit and if you if you're watching the this live on facebook you you probably see the ticker and uh, uh where um which has a bitly link um where you can go to donate to help um and charlotte and charlotte tell us why we're here today tell everybody i mean in addition to one you're an incredible friend like i said we we met this summer or in, in spring and i said we're gonna do a full podcast right i remember i, I said that yep. and and then um And then we and just happened we to be in the same place at the same time two, uh, three weeks ago. And then we're going to be in the same place again. And then um, I heard her story and I was like, you know what? You're, we're doing a podcast on this. So um, so you've had your family's had this for, for you know, nearly 100 years over, you know, and you've been running it since 2000 and, and getting and like we, everybody said, critical acclaim from inside the industry, well-known, highly regarded wines. Um, but 
what what why are we here to what 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 happened because you're so, in a little bit of a pickle what, what, what happened is uh, something that can happen to everybody so i've been contacted by a super famous uh, wine importer in ohio and uh, we wanted to have my wine so we planned everything a two-year partnership and everything so he received the wine and maybe a month after receiving the wine he declared bankruptcy so put himself under the chapter 11 now i know everything about the chapter 11 <laughs> and your bankruptcy laws thanks to this guy but because of him i lost a lot of money like really a lot a lot which the amount jeopardize honestly the the future of the winery and um i'm not sure that i can get my wine back so i'm almost sure that i cannot get my wine back so i had to take a lawyer uh, because it takes place in Ohio, it's a franchise state, so that is another difficulty. That's, all, I didn't even, that's a whole other layer. It's another <coughs> layer of difficulty, and it's a nightmare. Honestly, when I learned uh, the news, it was just a day before my last trip to, to the U.S., so a little bit over than a month ago. Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, okay, uh, I just need to take some uh, medicines or drugs, and then... You know, my husband and the kids, they will get the insurance and that's going to be done. And I honestly was about to, to do it. I published something on Facebook on a group that I'm a part of. And somebody told me, OK, no, stop. You don't do that. And realize that you have friends, you have people that know you and you, you see that you're not alone and people won't let you down. So you need to think about something. First thing you have to do is to try to get a lawyer. Mm -hmm. So I contacted Vicky, uh, telling her, um, do you know maybe a lawyer in Ohio that can help me? And she and I told her the story. And she said, there's a community with you. No worries. And um, we will help you. So I decided to not take all my pills in one day and that maybe won't be a very good idea for the, the family and and my friend and for myself because honestly I like life more yeah. than everything else <coughs> yep, yep. so and doing that for not good reason it's uh, it's not great yeah so um, she helped me to find a lawyer and a very very nice guy uh, that at first told me that it's going to cost me in between 30,000 to 100,000 uh, dollars but, uh, to recover, to like 90% sure we won't recover, nor the money, neither the wines. So All right, so I we're going to back up, stop for this one, pause, because it's like a lot. It's like any, any story, like I heard this story a few weeks ago at dinner, um, and... Um, I didn't realize like it was like a two year thing and then like it was like after all this time. So we honestly we worked and we make this 
we we had Zoom meeting mm -hmm. and we prepared. They told me we want to order wine to have at least wine for two years. Then you can go to this state, go there, go there. We are going to um, ask you to come like at least two times a year to visit us, support the market. I did it once. I went. I support the market. Mm -hmm. I sold some wine, mm -hmm. and you know I met the people i talk to the people so i i trust yeah and you did your due diligence i mean yes, some, yeah. and the company has been there almost for forever for for a very long time i knew some people working with them uh, one of my friends in uh, california worked with them i asked him the question and he was like very positive so I, the warnings never, you know... Uh, mm -hmm. There were no uh, red flags. No red flags. Yeah. So no red flags. And, uh, and yes. Uh, it's, so, honestly, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah. It's, I mean, first of all, the, it's like... Um, you can just Google. You Google wine... Imported distributor Ohio bankruptcy, and you can find out who it is. It's public. It's 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 out there. It's filed. If you just Google, you just Google that. I don't have to give you the name. You just Google that, and you can see the filing. And um, you know, uh, the fact, and this is where it's tough. I mean, this is this where it's tough. I went to law school, and I and when you go to law, I realize like how tough the legal system is. So like, <clears throat> excuse me. I think it's like they have like like $188,000 worth of your goods or something like that or your outlay. And then this guy was going to say it could cost you 100000 with a 90% chance you're not going to get anything back. Yes. So That's that crazy. Was, that was the first. Then it became a little bit better in terms okay. of uh, <laughs> the price of the lawyer. But at first it was that. And because you're, as I understood, the chapter 11. Yeah. Like really protect the people who own money, right? And so, if you are a creditor, you lose everything, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. So I'm a creditor. I'm. And there's and and there's a lot and what there is is yes, the states. There, first yeah, yeah. There's there's employees. Yeah, right. You have blah, 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 blah. right right. So me, I'm what they call me, uh, unsecured creditor. Right. Because even if they sell the assets. Uh, on in auction, they will get money. But It'll go to the other people first. It will go to the other people first, and I'll be on the last people on the list. So there's no way for me to recover the money. So uh, I was talking to the lawyer who told me that it's going to cost me a lot of money, and uh, that wasn't really fun. And then he called me a little later, telling me, okay, I think he wanted to help me. <laughs> I was like so crying on the phone. And I was, and I'm still, you know, super stressed out and uh, really devastated yeah. and desperate. Those are the terms that I can use. Um, and I think he has kind of pity. Yeah. And he told me, okay, I'm going to help you and we'll try to, um, we try to protect your wine from mm -hmm. being a part of the assets of the company. But there's only a tiny, tiny, tiny chance. It's right now, I don't count on 
uh, having my wine back, yeah. nor my money. Yeah. So it's uh, it is yes, it is a nightmare. The 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 situation I'm right now in is very very difficult because first I feel a lot of I'm feel like uh, shame, right, and guilt yep. as well because yep. I put my family and my domain in this uh, situation. Yeah, and that I didn't choose and I really f I fought for so long for the winery yeah. years and years yeah. and years try to learn how to do my job yeah. try to learn how to do good wine yeah. and because of one person yeah. that I'm I don't want to say that I'm about to lose everything it's just money maybe uh, I don't know what will happen but can you imagine it's it's um it's really really difficult and the guilt and and the shame yeah and we say this i could say this and it's not going to help you but you didn't do anything wrong but sh that's the problem with shame yeah you, we we we, we always think that yes. we could have done something i shouldn't be the one to feel ashamed no. and i feel ashamed and i feel guilty and i people people and i don't know i'm not but like like he's protected He's not feeling anything but protected. He doesn't have to pay these bills. No. And that's 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 that's, 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 that's really and, terrible. And I really I wonder why he picked me. What did I do? What uh, what did I do? Why did he? The he, fact and that you're and you're asking yourself those questions. You did nothing. You you wanted to sell your wines. Yeah, you know, I wanted to it. sell my wine. I wanted to 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 make my wine. To, yeah, to to do business. I yeah. mean, to pay the salary of my employees. Yeah. To make my business continue to be more present on the market so i i did my job yeah. and so i feel so much guilt that i wasn't able to talk about anybody to that yeah. about that um except to some of the people but i didn't tell that to my husband um, so i told him like a week ago when i came back to france yeah um and that was uh that was probably was, difficult. Uh, very difficult. I don't want to. Uh, so you know, I uh, now I really realized that past week that I really have a community, and we have a community behind us. And I was talking to people who all told me we won't let you down. Uh, we help you as much as we can. We won't let let you down. So I hope that we can all together try to climb mm -hmm. this big bump mm -hmm. so life is full of bumps i had a lot and i saw that uh i would have been a little bit you know relieved for uh, sometimes but no of course not yeah and this is a very very big bump that i'm not able to climb by myself yeah and if you're listening um to this later um, you can go to uh, bit, B-I-T dot L-Y slash save, S-A-V-E, F-O-N-T-D-U-L-O-U-P, bit dot Lee, save font de loop. It's all one word. Um, and we're not, we're not talking about, we're not talking about, you know, I'll just, I'm not be funny. We're not talking about Anne Charlotte's decided to go on a bender and do cocaine and go crazy. She's going around the United States and Vegas, like gambling away. Like literally she was just expanding, doing what she thought was a wise business decision, expanding the markets. And, 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 you know, 
I don't want to use the word tragedy, but it would be really tragic um, for this to be to for for us not to help you get through this because you're you know I, I think <clears throat> you know you're young and compared to me you're just coming into your own winemaking wise there's so much more for you to do and and you know um, and just when I heard the story. You know, I'm a couple of bottles, and I was like, "No, we're doing a podcast. We're going to do a podcast, and we're going to and uh, and a bunch of other people pitched in, and we helped her set up the gun uh, GoFundMe. Shout out to Carrie and Aaron and Vicky, everyone who worked on that. Um, and um, you know, um, and as as a uh, <clears throat> as a um, yeah, close out people as a producer, um, as someone who's been in this this game for a while. Um, is there any like advice you could give uh, someone who's starting out in the wine business? Yes. You know, so you know, um, when you deal with certain countries, you ask people to pay you in advance. When you deal with the U.S., usually it's not something that you ask. Yeah, uh, but that could be a good thing to do, or at least secure. <clears throat> Your uh, yeah, with yeah. at least 30%. Yeah. But I know, you know, when you want to sell wine, you want to please your customer, and it's I would never ever think about something. Pick my winery. We are small winemakers, small yep. winery. Usually, the people I work with mm -hmm. are <coughs> it's really a nice relationship yep. we have, yep. and there are people that we can trust easily. Um, so it is, a, yeah, it is not a fun situation. Yeah, that's interesting uh, that you, you talked about it's that. And it's really something that I want people to know that they have to be careful. So winemakers, be careful. Be very careful because it's easy. And I've been doing this business for almost uh, 15 years now. It's the first time. So it's not like I'm, I'm not a newbie. And it's something that can happen no matter what. And yes. And and I think it's interesting, like you said, because um, you you know you said what some countries like, you know, even here, like people are like you got to pay me, you got to pay me, you got to pay me, you got to pay me up front, right? You know, you got or you got you got net, you know, you got you have to pay me, you know, COD, whatever, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean. What's so crazy is distributors do that. You miss one, you, you're like late, then they put you on COD, right? So like you're, say you're a wine store, right? Yeah. You miss, you're late, then you're on COD. And you're on COD. Right? Cash on delivery. But then, you know, then then some people are like, oh, well, you know, you know, we, and, and like you said, it, it, I don't know how you get to knowing where you're at in the relationship with someone. But, you know, because then some people are like, you know, I, you know, some people you, you know, might trust to pay you later. But I'm not saying, but I think it's very important that it can happen to anybody because, you know, you have a degree in business. You have, like, you understand business and you've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a very long time. Right. And so, it's the first time that happened. I've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. And it's the first time that something happened to me. And... Okay, it's is it my fault? I don't know. It's not. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, it's not your I fault. Mean, that happened, and I just want the people to be aware that everything can happen, yeah. and just to to share that, to just tell people, be careful, tell of my of 
all of the winemakers, small wineries, be careful because not everybody wants yes to be honest um and 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 also just i'm i'm just thinking like it's for me it's like it's just it's just like this is a crazy situation it really is like like um it you know we we talked i'm not going to say things i would want to say but like but, but like i it, i will say that it just seems grimy to me it just seems really uh, you know, just like you said, you're small, you know, what I mean? like, and then, and then on top of that, this happens as we're just coming out of a worldwide pandemic. So you're, everybody was affected by COVID, right? So, yep. so, so of course you're going to try and open new markets. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. And I was very happy. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was very happy. And so the U S market is a very important market for me. Yeah. Uh, and even if I don't have all my eggs in the same basket, uh, it's still a very important market. And I decided to work state by state to really develop uh, the brand around the different states. And so that was uh, my decision. And when they contacted me, so I, I wanted to work with this company for years. Mm -hmm. There was a kind of graal, you mm -hmm. know, that I wanted mm -hmm. to reach mm -hmm. to be with this company because I knew they were super well-known and famous. So I don't know what happened. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I hope, I really, really, really hope that we are going to get out of this situation because right now is... So, like, where's it at? Where's it at today? Because I know you, like, we came in last night and you've been talking to the lawyers uh, various times. and So... Uh, <laughs> We don't really know right now. It is going to take a long time. And uh, they were supposed to sell their company to someone else, but it didn't happen. So right now, the lawyer doesn't really know, told me to wait a little bit. We are going to get some more information. So we'll see. We'll see what happened. We'll see what happened. But uh, the emergency is that I was supposed to have this money on my account. And to, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people don't understand, like a, a producer like you. So th there's an expression, you probably heard it, how do you make a, a, a small fortune in the wine business? You start out with a large one. Yeah. So <laughs> I, there's, a, there's a lot of romance around wine. It is yes. romantic. It's incredible for bringing people together and food and conversation. However, for someone like you, like it's almost what we would call paycheck. Like you need that money. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're not sitting on millions no, of dollars. You know, no. you're not some tech millionaire who no. said, "I'm going to start no. a winery in Napa and I have billions of dollars." So, and and they're throwing money to lose to just to get a score, right? No, just like, like you need that money to oh, pay yeah. people uh, so, to pay my salary. Yeah, I yeah. and that's right. You you actually uh, you have you have siblings, so like you run this estate, but you yes, but uh, they are not involved. Okay, but you know, but you you, 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 you but you, me. I wasn't able to pay my salary for two months right now yeah. because of this situation. So it's uh, yes, it's a tricky situation. Yeah. Um, I know that is only money, so there's no. Uh, no, I understand that, but like, like I mean, I want anybody who's listening, like. She's not here blinged out. <laughs> I mean, she's got on Levi's. She's got some jeans. She's attractive woman. very stylish. But, like, she's not, like, so actually, rocking my, jewels. My and... Levi's, I got it in the U.S. for $35. <laughs> 
They are way less expensive than in France. <laughs> See, she's even frugal. She she buys her Levi's when she comes over. <laughs> yes, and I have to put me a little bit on the diet because this one is a little tight. <laughs> so I don't want to buy another one. <laughs> so I promise I'm no, but. And, you know, I was so sad, so I was able to smile those past days. But this situation, and for the people who know me, I'm famous for my big smile. Yes. Um, it took me my smile. Mm. And I, this is also something that all my life has been like that. I always give 100 points to people, and I trust people, like mm -hmm. 100 points. And this is the way I work. And I know that maybe I live in a crazy world, uh, more like Disneyland world than the reality. But mm -hmm. this is the way I want to live my life. And this kind of situation put me away from that. And now I don't know if I can trust people anymore. You know what That's I mean? That's the worst, yeah. That's the worst. Now I question myself about everybody. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, what is going to happen? What am I going to do? What I'm going to to just became? Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, like um, you just finished the harvest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had uh, an hailstorm on August the 14th which damaged 30% of the production. So you know when I tell you that life is the... Yeah, it's like when they say it's, it, it's coming at you like with... It's like, like it's, it's storm like blows. It's raining blows at you, know? you right now. It's oh. got you on the ropes. Yeah. So uh, this is like... like, And so mm -hmm. that distributor had to know your production was down 30% too. Because like, I'm sure you're communicating with your distributor. Yeah, but it, it was... I send the wine before. I know, but still, but still. But yeah, of course. That's, I'm saying, I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, so now that's another thing too. Like small producer. She, um, yeah, she, why did he pick me? Right. You know? Right. Why, why? But also people, I want people to understand that like, okay, we talked about the crest, like, like there's laws you have to deal with in France. You can't go buy, like other people go buy grapes in the United States and make a wine no, we, with this bottle, we cannot. If right. we are uh, yeah. a negotiant or a cav... Right, but you're not, as I'm saying. Like, so me, like, I'm not allowed. You're literally like no, I'm not out allowed. 30%. Like, yeah. people find ways to compensate for that. Mm -hmm. You don't have a way to compensate for that, no. is what I'm saying. Um, and, um, you know, except, of course, the price is going to be higher, but but this is not... This is this this is just... There's less. It's just it is what it is. It's not... It's not... Uh, fake inflation, you know, and the wines. These wines are spectacular. Anyway. These are not. Uh, these aren't your everyday wines. Although they should be enjoyed every day. If you can afford, drink them every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you were down thirty percent. Um, but I mean, this is. I, I was telling the, you that every vintage we it's welcome yeah. a new child and we are ready for that so we are ready for that we are ready um yes we know that basically our money is outside so people have a bank account we have a bank account as well sure. but the money is outside right. in the vines right. and whatever happens you know that you are going to lose money yep. or maybe that you win money yeah and so this is not the, the I don't complain about like the weather. It's it's like that. This is something that we can deal with, even if it's difficult. Yeah. 
But this situation is really difficult because, I mean, it leaves us like speechless and with no possibility to uh, to move forward mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's this money we needed it yeah. just to to function like to mm-hmm. just to function yeah yeah and just so you know i mean is what's you know what's really crazy it was sunday night i'm on a couch with my wife and i'm like <clears throat> cuz i used to work in the nonprofit sector and i was like when's giving tuesday and i didn't like we we decided to do this back on like the 11th of the month I had no idea that we would be recording live on Giving Tuesday. And just so you know, when it comes to giving, um, giving is not about necessarily going to a nonprofit so you can get a tax deduction. Just so you know, most a lot of nonprofits in the United States, 80% or more goes to pay salaries. It doesn't even go to help people. We're talking about um, if you're a wine lover, um, you can have an impact um on on keeping this historic estate going right now not you know and you know if you go to the gofundme uh like i said it's bit.ly slash save fontaloupe um and charlotte has put together some nice little incentives for people she, yep. yeah um what are some of the things that um depend you know people can uh for their generosity just receive as a token of your appreciation so there's a we have a couple for, levels yeah. yeah a couple levels three levels actually yeah. so for 1000 uh you'll get your vines so i will put your name in a nice vine that i choose for you and she'll take care of your children they'll and be <laughs> i take care of your children and so that's going to be like you know as if you adopt a vine yep um for 5000 uh, euros uh, it is a private tour for four people, and if it's six people, it's six people. <laughs> no worries. We'll work it out. Uh, we'll work it out. <laughs> yes, at home with me. So we'll spend uh, two hours together. We'll go everywhere in the vineyard, and we'll open my private cellar to taste some old vintages together as well. So some gems that um, nobody else tasted. Mm-hmm. And for the uh, 10,000 euros, it is we are doing a small cuvee just for this event, which is going to be called la cuvee du coeur. And coeur in French means heart. Uh, And we'll have a handful of double magnums for that. And so you'll get your double magnums, uh, double magnum for 10,000. Yeah. And, and, and um, you know, just so you know, like I said earlier, at Hospice de Rhone, a, a series of uh, double magnums have already fetched that. This is not a, this is not a far-fetched uh, thing. There, there is, there is tremendous, uh, there's tremendous value in the wine, just so you know, inside the wine community that in this wine. And then secondly, um, there's just value in, um, being a part of something and helping to right a wrong and doing the right thing, in my opinion, to be honest with you, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, just just keep that in mind. So, and, you know, we've talked a lot uh, over the past couple weeks. And, um, you know, um, and and now I'm, I lost my thought because I'm so, because I'm really thinking about the magnitude of this. Um, we talked a lot, and, and, and I remember, okay, that's what it was. I remember when we were in, we were in San Luis Obispo, um, even then, um, you said that you didn't want to be angry. 
I don't. This is uh, something that I don't. It is a, a feeling that I don't want to to feel. I don't want to experiment. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be bitter. I don't want to be uh, <coughs> like sour. You know what I mean? I don't want to have my heart full of bitterness. So I would love to go forward as soon as we can. That could be great. But I want to, um, in a year from now, think that it's a memory, okay? It is a bad memory, but it is a memory. And I would love to create uh, this community around uh, what happened to me. And I really want to, to see that as, okay, we are all together, we'll go there together. And I think this is, uh, we, we can do something positive all together out of this, uh, this disaster. Yeah. Oh, I hope yeah. so. Um, I really hope so. And so um, with that, that's an incredible because, you know, there's a lot of ways it can go. You can get bitter. You can get revenge. You, can, oh, no. you know what I mean? You could for, seek for vengeance and just end. No, no. I forgot someone, what someone said. Oh, uh, resentment is, is a quote, but it's like swallowing poison and expecting it to kill the person, the other person, mm -hmm. like so that anger. No, no, I don't want to feel that. Honestly, I really don't want to feel that. It's not in my uh, personality. I, I don't want. So I don't want to. It's not in her DNA. And and no. I, I want. I just thought about something you said. Like, you guys have no idea. Her smile lights up a room. <laughs> and so I, 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 you know, I've gotten to know her, and and I can feel like. First of all, how hard it was to share even with us inside the, the community what was going on. But then but the courage it takes for you to share this um, and as a warning for people, you know. Yes, I, I know that uh, I expose myself sharing that and that some people will say okay uh, you should have done that or that okay maybe maybe i didn't do what i should have um, and maybe some people will say uh, okay are you are a winemaker from chateauneuf du pape you don't need help right. um, so i really expose myself yeah. i don't know uh, how people will react um I'm not very happy to do that, honestly. Uh, I do that because I don't have any other solutions. And uh, again, um, I don't know if it's courage, but actually it's this really what saved my life because I honestly was about to say, okay, no, it's done now. Yeah, so it's serious, guys. And just so you know, if and I'm going to put this show notes, but I, I was thinking about how heavy this topic is and serious. But if you or someone you know is in crisis, they can call 988 on their phone, which is the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. It's available 24 hours a day in English and Spanish. You can go to a lifeline, uh, 988lifeline.org for information. Um, because... Um, Sadly, people, don't, it is an option. 
right? Oh, it is an option. It's an option. Honestly, it is an option. It's a, it's when I read this email from the guy saying that there's no way that I will uh, give have my money back and no way that I have my my wine back. I say, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. So um, yes, the money from the insurance would help. Yeah, I mean, and that's I mean that's and that the people don't I mean people don't I don't think people think about what goes through someone's head like literally like you're like well you know and <laughs> you know like I don't know what the law is but like in the United States you have to have the policy for like four years before you can commit suicide like it's like crazy but yeah, like yeah but uh, yeah. I did my research yeah exactly that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying like so like I so but I'm, but but like like this is why I I thought it was, this is so important to share. Because, because it it I mean it's a crisis it's a crisis it's a crisis I mean it's a, I'll tell you I don't know it's a crisis in young black men young black men uh, commit suicide at a high rate veterans in the United States commit suicide at a really high rate mm-hmm. um, and 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 what you said like there's another quote I can't but it says you know be careful you never know what someone's going through right so don't judge someone like don't like like you said someone's like oh you're a winemaker shout enough and you live in France and you know. You don't know the burden. You don't, and 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 what it takes to, like we had, like w- when we were setting this up, which I don't even do this much prep setting up. You were you were like, I don't want this to be heard in France. This could be, you know, what I mean, like like yeah. you, I, like literally, I put uh, safe font. She's like, oh my god, my 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 siblings are gonna see this and think something. You know? And I'm like, so it it take like I don't care. It is courage. It is it is 100 courage to to deal with this the way you're dealing with it and to, and choosing to move forward with love in your heart and create something special out of it instead of, um, you know, this, this could, we, man, this is becoming my political one. Like people go into stores and shoot people up in the United States cause they have a bad day and then they kill themselves. That just happened. Right. So we need to stop acting like there's not things going on in the world that we, that pressures that people face and it can happen to a winemaker from France's when I'm from Shadow Neuf, who's been in business as long as she has, that, you know, got caught up in the wrong situation. Yes. So be careful, phone. So if you don't know what exactly you're dealing with, what you can do is to uh, look at the, the website, phone some of the other producers, not pick the famous one because this is yeah, what pick, I did. yeah exactly pick pick the person pick the at the bottom less <laughs> yep. famous producers because the famous one usually it's getting all the attention yes and they're so gonna get paid for yeah. phone ring ask question um, do that because it will uh, yes it can help you to know who you are working with and. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, this would be my advice, and be very careful, but um, continue to make good wine. Yes, well, um, we we're gonna we're gonna um, get ready to finish up, um, but we have to have a little more fun. We have so we have to have we have we have some fun. Uh, you played this game at Ad Hospice. We're gonna play it again. It's <laughs> called FMK. Um, it's for you know it's. Uh, Fuck, marry, kill. Um, I know. Um, three grapes. Mm-hmm. You know, one's gonna be your lover. One's gonna be your your your, your mate. And you can't have the one that won them ever again. 
gotta kill it off, okay? Wow. Yeah. That's such a difficult thing. I know. And I'm making super hard for her. Cause she only grows four red grapes and four white grapes. And I'm gonna pick three red grapes and you know what they are. Grenache, Syrah, Movedra. Okay. So Oh, I'm going to F. Uh, Grenache, Syrah, Mourvedre. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I would say maybe Mourvedre. Okay. I, I, I would have. I, I, okay. Because you said you, you said earlier, I love Mourvedre. So yeah. I love Mourvedre. Yeah. And um, they tend to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. So <laughs> we all know that size yeah, matters. Yeah, size matters, right? Let's not act like it doesn't. Um, that's why they're double magnums that you can get yeah. the more you donate because size does matter. Uh, then Marie. Yep. With Grenache. Yeah. Grenache is the backbone yeah. of uh, yeah. Yeah. the wine. So I would say it's the backbone of the yeah. situation. Yeah. And yeah. we'll always be here to help you. Yeah. So unfortunately for Syrah, this is the. But I will never, never, ever kill anybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, no, you wouldn't. You're just too beautiful a person. But yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, right? Like, I'm like a Movet a lot lately too. So, I probably I would probably go. Syrah, I love Syrah too, but like Grenaches, come on, that's. Yeah. But Syrah, if you hear me, please don't think that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead of killing, I can kissing. Yes. Yeah, can we yes. Say that? Um, so, tell everybody where they can. Find you. So on the social media, mm -hmm. uh, we have. So I have a like a personal account. It's uh, Anne Charlotte Melia Bachas, and we also have uh, Facebook and Twitter on La Fondulou. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just like go on your computer and you type La Fondulou. Château de la Fondulou or La Fondulou, you will find us oh. on the social media. Oh, and one more thing. I, I can't believe I, I spazzed in the beginning. Tell everybody what about the, the legend of Château Fondulou. Oh, yes. The, la Fondulou means the fountain of the wolf. We are located, um, as I told you, north-facing, and we are facing a mountain called Le Mont Ventoux which is a very dry mountain. There's no water, a lot of wind. And there were some wolves. And the legends say that the wolf, when they wanted to drink, they always came down to drink at the property because La Fondulou means the fountain of the wolf. We have this beautiful, very, very beautiful um, natural spring water fountain where the wolf used to come. Of course, it's a legend. Uh, Those wolves in the shell enough they drink Perrier. San Pellegrino. But what we show is we are surrounded by a very deep forest and there were a lot of wolves in this forest and they used to come to drink at the fountain. This is the I love it. The legend love it. Right. of the wolf. So um, you know, if you want to be a part of um you know, helping to save this legend and this legendary state. And this, uh, make sure you go to uh, bit.ly slash save font de loup. Um, all the listeners, thank you so much. Everybody who watched live really appreciate you. Um, um, 
Thank you, Anne Charlotte, for being here. Thank you, MJ. It's super nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank no. you for the community. Thank you for what you just did. Well, it's super nice. It's uh, an honor Merci. and a pleasure, and I and uh, we're gonna keep uh, keep uh, um, uh, what do you say? Uh, mon plaisir, avec plaisir. Yes, avec plaisir. <laughs> Don't say Darien, all you kids who take no. French, and it's it's. Avec plaisir. With pleasure. Um, don't forget to check out the show notes for each episode. That's where you'll find info on the wine we drink, links to the things we discussed in the show and so much more. Like I said, I'm going to put a link into the crisis line in there. There'll be the link to uh, where you can go to the uh, GoFundMe. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And until the next time, cheers to the Mavericks, the philosophers, the deep thinkers, and all you wine drinkers out there. Peace.